Here's what you missed on Many Realms. There is a woman who is cowering. She is beset upon by two feral kind of canine men, sort of hyena-headed. My name is uh, Spratt. Uh, Elsie, Elsie Spratt, it's nice to meet all of you. I'm a student of Master Hemlock in Willow Run. She, from her satchel, pulled a little wire cage that she tucks the mosquito into. What are you doing with that thing? Oh, I just needed to uh, grab one for my research. The town of Willow Run comes into view. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Juniper, and it is yummy to be here. I'm Jillian. I play Anisha. It's breezy to be here. Uh, I'm Eli, I play Olivet, and it's brilliant to be here. I'm Jordan, I play Mateo, and it's pretty sweet to be here. Look, the stars have aligned. Mercury is in Gatorade. It's time for Many Realms. caravan rolls into the town of Willow Run. After a couple of minutes of Elsie pointing at the window, identifying the landmarks of the town to you, the wagon stops at what looks to be a major crossroads of the village. Barth, sitting at the front of the wagon, turns to you, Juniper, sitting next to her, and she says, um, well, look, I think we're interested in selling whatever wares we can. I'm gonna let the authorities know that we've arrived and hopefully we can find a place to set up our stalls. Do you have plans on where you're going to stay tonight? I don't think we do. Uh, where, where do you usually stay when you're here? There's a place down by the river, the Green Leaf. And if you want, I can ask, and if you give me some gold, I can put a room down for you. How much is a room? Uh, a couple gold pieces a night. Okay, so same sort of as the Fernwood? Yeah. Is that a problem? Oh, it's, fi- it's fine. I just, I get to get one, maybe. I, like, open the window back. Hey... Can anybody help pay for, for an inn? Yep. <laughs> Thanks. All right, we got two rooms. Okay, great. Uh, that's excellent. Should I let you off here? You have business? I'd imagine. I guess here's as good a place as any. Okay. Uh, you step out of the wagon caravan. Barth, Ogman, and Granny head over to the Green Leaf to secure accommodations. Elsie says, well, uh, if you're keen, I could take you to meet Master Hemlock now. I don't know if you want to... Take a look around the town. Is it your first time here? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah, for most of us, I think. Well, um, it's up to you. I don't have a ton of time to give you a tour or anything, but you're welcome to wander. In fact, why don't I say, uh, why don't you come by around supper time uh, to Master Hemlock's house and, and we'll have a nice meal. We can all sit down and talk. Okay. Sounds lovely. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And she uh, has her little steered, her mosquito creature in her cage, and she uh, walks it off to a house in the distance. What do you do? I want to look at the statue. I agree. Okay. You head down the prominent main road to where it meets the river that uh, crosses the center of Willow Run, and you see that there's like a set circle of paving stones right by the riverbank, There is the statue standing at the back of this circle, uh, away from the water, but facing it. There are a couple of stone benches. It's a sort of little monument, uh, memorial kind of area. The statue is of a woman. She looks elfy. It's like a painted statue, like it is in in color. And she's wearing white robes with a golden kind of sash. She has long blonde hair and green eyes, and she is doing like a half kneel, this sort of like benedictive come to me, I will protect you pose. On the base of the statue, there is a carving that reads the Great Selway. Jillian called it. I did. If you see in my notes here, it says Hemlock House, Selway, math. The math meme. Oh, the meme. This meme. Lady (laughs) points and looks in each direction, and there's math in front of her. So you're in front of the statue. Let's find out who runs this town and ask about the statue. Okay. Let's start at the end. Well, what do we know? Like, because you said Elsie was pointing out um, 
landmarks and stuff? What did she point out specifically? She gestured to the statue. She gestured to Master Hemlock's house. Um, yeah, let's say that she identified a building that was the mayor's office in the sort of town square. Let's head to the mayor's. Sure. You head to the mayor's office in the town square. There is a lone guard posted in front of it. She looks pretty relaxed. She is a short human woman with close-cropped red hair. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Uh, can I help you with any business? We're here on um, Tower Hill Sympathy Candle business. Do you have an appointment? Uh, we don't have an appointment, but this is very pressing for everyone in the thicket. She considers that and sort of nods to herself and says, um, let, let me go check with the mayor's office and, and see what we can do. And she turns around and hustles into the building. Around you, you can see that it looks like um, Barth has dropped off a couple of the wagons and Granny and Ogman are setting up stalls. There are some other merchants in the square who are selling lots of, obviously, vegetables. They grow a lot of vegetables here. It's a farming kind of town. There are stalls that are piled high with different kinds of, like, potatoes and turnips and squash and stuff. And there is a stall that is glowing a little bit, a sort of tealish color. I want to check that out. Sure. Uh, as you're waiting for the guard to return, Juniper, you wander over to this far stall. There is a uh, thin old woman with thick glasses and uh, long silver hair all the way down her back who has a big stall full of... They look kind of like pumpkins. Mm. They are not like any pumpkins you've ever seen before. They have a clear shell... And inside you can see a teal-colored flesh that glows and emits light that kind of filters through the clear shell of the pumpkin and um, creates this ambient glowing effect that's quite, quite strange. So this teal versus, like, the tower, the candle's teal. It is pretty similar to the teal shade of the candle. Hi. Um, what's, what are you selling here? Food. <laughs> Obviously. What? Do you want some? Do you have money for food? I just haven't seen um, pum pumpkins like this before. P pumpkins? <laughs> you probably haven't been to Willow Run before, have you? Uh, uh no. No, never. Missy, these are Drake melons. Mm, okay. What does that mean? Explain more. That's their name of what they're called. You eat them. Why are they... why do they glow? I don't know. I just raise them and sell them. What? Do you want them? You want? Sure. How much for one? Uh, eight silver pieces. Okay, I give her eight silver pieces. She hands you a uh, small, it's like the size of a small pumpkin um, that is clear with a blue interior that is glowing. I guess I don't, I, there's no way I could like check it for anything. What would you like to check it for? Magic. So I guess Arcana. I just want to know why it's green or why it's teal. <laughs> why it be like that. Why, why is has, it like has that? Has the captain seen this before? Because you've been here, right? I think that the captain has, like, very, very briefly been in Willow Run, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I've been here. But she's uh, only been uh, here, like, to uh, escort things, probably. Right, didn't make it into the city center much. I mean, I don't know what an Arcana check could tell you besides, like, they, they grow this way. Like, I don't think an Arcana check will give you the, like, molecular structure of this fruit. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay, I, I see. Maybe insight? Like, I might have heard of this before. Make an <laughs> intelligence check, I guess? Nine. You're clearly holding a fruit that is glowing. Well, now I have this pumpkin, so that's good. Did you pay for it? Yeah. Oh. Add it to your inventory. How much for one of those uh, tiny put-in-your-pocket ones? Still eight silver. It was six silver, wasn't it? No. Pay attention. All right, sorry. She takes eight silver off your sweaty hands and gives you a tiny, <laughs> tiny glowing blue pumpkin thingy. Amazing. At this point, the guard in front of the mayor's office pops back at the door and waves you over and she says, uh, if you still wanted to um, uh, talk to the... Um, yeah. Great. She waves you into the building and you head up a short flight of stairs and into the mayor's office. It is a high ceiling, kind of nice sweeping, uh, beautifully decorated room. There's a large picture window looking over the banks of the river. You can see the statue of Selway from inside. There's a tall shelf filled with different kinds of books and um, historical curiosities. Like it's a very sort of like richly kind of cultural and educated looking kind of zone. Um, and at the desk is a man. He is a dwarf 
with um, the same color of red hair as the guard outside, but in a big bushy beard that kind of spills over top of his whole outfit. Tower Hill Sympathy Candle Defense Network Ultra Force. That is what the my notes say. Is that accurate? Yeah, we're at the school of... for short. Does this task force include, uh, forgive me, a small child? He's like a medium child. Young adult. Okay. Excellent. Young, young man, why? No, I just, a lot of times when you see horrible crises, it's usually like full adults that <laughs> work on those, but that's okay. Well, how old are you? I'm 44. Uh, excuse him, sir. No, I think you might be getting past your expiration date for this, oh, sir. No, so oh, no. I just... I uh, beg your pardon, like young it. man, was it? I said you might be getting past yes. your expiration oh, no. date like, for this, oh, sir. Shut his mouth. The guard steps into the room, uh, hearing this from downstairs, and uh, shares a look with the mayor. I'm not sure uh, you are the people I should be speaking to about this matter. Uh, perhaps it might be best if you return to your lodgings. Yeah, maybe I, that would be best. I, okay. <coughs> I, I'm just gonna take him. Maybe you should do the talking. I take like I say a to, militant pose, wait to be dismissed of that pose, and I say, please escort our apprentice and apologies. We'll take any reprimand for him. He'll leave now. Uh, the guard gestures for you, Mateo, to uh, leave the building with her. I don't yet. Okay, she steps <laughs> forward. It's time to go now. Okay, and then, then I guess I'm like, no, I'll keep flying. She walks you out of the building. <laughs> Smell you later, Gramps. Oh my lord. And you are back in the village square. Back to the office. Mr. Mayor, please forgive us. My name is Anisha. I am, I was the tower keeper of Tower Hill. And you may be aware that the sympathy candles have recently gone out. Of course. And we bring news that the great candle has been destroyed. That is a dark day for Yulikon's legacy indeed. Can it be repaired? That is what we are hoping to discover. Unfortunately, no one knows Yulikon's secrets uh, or how he, he did what he did, so we are both looking for the person who is responsible uh, for destroying it, as well as the answer to how to put it back together. This is grave business indeed. How can I assist you? First, we're looking for a dwarf named Nod. I can't say I can recall that name off the top of my head. You have reason to suspect that he would be traveling in Willow Run? He's mentioned something of Harcher, but we know he stopped over at the Fernwood Inn nearby. I see. Well... Hartshire, as I'm sure you know, lies in the opposite direction. Of course. So I'm not sure. It's possible he may have stopped here, taken the southern road, but um, I'm not sure what I could do about that exactly. And you've seen no suspicious dwarfs with female elves you don't recognize? No, I can't say that I have. You should understand that Tower Hill being a walled village, of course, uh, is very strict in its observance of who enters and exits, but Willow One, as I'm sure you've seen when you arrived, is a touch more permissive. We keep our monsters at bay using a combination of guard patrols and magical wards, so we don't feel the need to erect a wall, and as such, uh, I can't really provide an exact description of everyone who's been in the town. I can ask the guards, of course, if they've seen anything, but that's about the most of it. None of us are very familiar with Willow Run. Are there any resources that you know of that you could point us to that might help us in our search for anything? Any history of magics, any history of um, Selway's legacy, perhaps? Indeed. Um, well, of course you'll find that Selway is a prominent figure here. Not that we don't owe a great deal to you, Lacan, as well, but uh, his apprentice does hold a special place in the hearts of this town. As for the workings of the arcane, um, perhaps you'd like to speak with our current village druid, Master Hemlock. He has arguably the most information on these affairs, and I often consult with him in times of concern, and I'm sure he'd be more than willing to help you. In fact, he uh, pulls open a desk drawer and pulls out a um, piece of parchment and a wax seal and he melts a bit of sealing wax onto the parchment and stamps it 
with a sigil of the town of Willow Run, which is a W emblazoned over like the background of like a weeping willow kind of pattern. And uh, it's on this like nice handsome gold uh, wax. And he says, if you take this seal of the mayor's office, uh, you should be able to interview people or uh, move around the town freely. And you'll it'll be understood that you are in partnership with me for this juncture. Of course, I trust that you not abuse this privilege that I offer you. Of course. Absolutely, sir. Thank you for this privilege. All right. Now, um, is there any more use I can be of you? I apologize that I don't know more myself. You've done more than we deserve. Thank you. I trust we can resolve this matter as soon as possible. Agreed. Mateo, what did you do when you got grounded? Where do I get taken? What happened? She just takes you out of the building. So, uh, how'd you get this job? If you must know, the mayor is my uncle. Hmm. Do you get your kicks kicking small orphan boys out of the buildings? I get my kicks stopping people from being a dick to my uncle. That's cool. Yeah. I actually, I respect that. Yeah. You have any brothers? Do I have any brothers? Yeah. No. I have a sister. Do you like your sister? Most of the time. Do you, do you protect your sister? Not as part of my job. Are they are they older or younger? She's younger. Oh. Do you know what they think of you? Uh, I know that she loves me very much. Yeah. Oh, what's that? You've never seen a club before? No, I only just learned how to use a crossbow like two days ago. Can you use a crossbow? I can. Probably not as good as me. I shot um, a, a, like... Oh, a hyena man. You fought a knoll? Yeah. That is impressive, I have to admit. Yeah, shot it right in the face with a crossbow, and I stabbed it, this bug thing, with my rapier. Good for you. Yeah, so you better watch out. All right, I'll let you throw me out this time, but next time I might not be so nice. Are you threatening me? No, I'm just letting you know that I'm good with the crossbow and a rapier. Then I'll know who to call when I'm in trouble. Yes, you will. At this point, the three of you uh, head out of the building and see Mateo. I don't know doing what <laughs> this guard. Mateo, leave that guard alone. I mean, I guess I've 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 said my my share. I mean, I was pretty done with the conversation with this boring guard anyway. So, um, yeah, I just probably back away. <laughs> she resumes her guarding position. She does not care for you very much. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Not very invested in this so one. So we're gonna talk to Hemlock about. Like, the important stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we need to be on the same page going into this conversation with Hemlock. Yeah, it'll be wise to figure out what information you're trying to procure and like how you want to procure it. Am I going to be privy to any of this information? Uh, no. Are you going to keep acting like a dink? Captain, if you were in that position, what would you have done? I would have swallowed my pride because my elders deserve respect. Well, Captain, I haven't been in any kind of military training. I haven't learned anything that you have, and perhaps I'd be happy if you're willing, much like the crossbow, if you want to pull me aside and treat me, or, or, or teach me some kind of etiquette, or, or proper ways to conduct myself in society. I don't know if you know this, uh, but most people will call me like a street urchin, uh, which is, I don't, that's not a self-proclaimed Mateo. title, that's what other people tell me, and I just want to, to you know. Street rat. Rip, rip. I don't buy that if only they look closer. I'm excited for this uh, extended My Fair Lady rip where we turn Mateo into a gentleman. So, so Cap, uh, just sorry to kind of bring this all around to a point. Um, you can hardly blame me. I just don't know any better. Mateo. Taking you on this trip outside of the city walls is your training. Are you going to start acting like it is? Yes, I just learned how to use a crossbow in like a day, Captain. No. And I killed a hyena man. It's the not day. just about the crossbow. It's about the attitude. Well, I'm, I'm happy to change it. I just... Great. Now let's go to Hemlock and figure out what we're going to say. What, what, what's going on with Hemlock? What, what, what happened in there? We didn't really get that much out of him that we didn't already know. We got to go talk to this hemlock dude, learn about Selway, I guess. Yeah, I, I think our primary answer is to find out where Selway is, if she's still alive, what happened to her, and 
what she's done with Yulikon's teachings. Yeah, if there's any record of what her magic was like, if she was le any less secretive than Yulikon, whatever her legacy is, is our best bet right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's strange that there's no more sympathy magic in Tower Hill and these strange glowing pumpkins are showing up here. Wait, they weren't here before? I don't really know, okay. but it's still sus. The Lady Jim wasn't acting like these were a weird, magical thing. It's the first glowing fruit I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. I don't trust it. So, you've been arguing and debating for three and a half in-game hours. <laughs> um, your lips are chapped, your voices are hoarse, and you eventually decide to make your way over to Master Hemlock's house that Elsie Spratt pointed out before when you arrived in Willow Run. And, in fact, as the sun begins to set, over the edge of whatever passes for a horizon in a village in the middle of the thicket, you see Elsie Spratt standing um, a few feet down the path in front of the house, and she turns and beams when she sees all of you, and she says, Hey! Spratt? How'd your afternoon go? All right. What's up with these pumpkins? The drake fruit? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, what's up with them? Are they, like, magical? What's going on? Yeah, well, they're, um... Are they... I guess they're magical. I mean, they sort of just grow that way. You don't know the story about them? There's a story? No, I don't. Oh, well, come on in. Come on in. She uh, turns and heads up the path to the property. There's like a small stone kind of little dwelling house, and then there's a huge glass greenhouse attachment kind of built onto it. Um, instead of being rectangular like a regular greenhouse, it's very sort of bulbous and has little kind of offshoot domes and sort of strange corridors. It's a really sprawling greenhouse uh, experience that's going on here. She opens the front door without hesitation and she says, Master Hemlock, we're here for dinner. And from within the house, you hear a voice say, ah, good, come on in. And uh, you head inside this little cottage into a cozy, cramped, but kind of charming dining room. There is a kettle whistling merrily on the stove. There are little uh, blue pumpkin pattern curtains on the window. And there is a small, uh, cramped table piled high with different kinds of vegetable dishes. And Elsie says, go on, take a seat. Uh, tuck in, there's no need to be uh, shy about it. Uh, Master Hemlock? And um, in the doorway, a man appears. He is very tall for this very kind of small cottage, broad-shouldered, um, dark skin with a shaved head. He is wearing robes of a deep sage green, and he has like a little kind of salt and pepper scruff. Welcome to my home. Thank you for having us. Any friend of Elsie's is a friend of mine. Wouldn't you agree? It's great to meet such a, a druid in such high esteem, sir. Well, <laughs> I do my best. Please, please, don't be so formal. Sit down. Uh, let's begin to eat. I think it's always best to discuss serious matters with a drink in one's hand. I'm sure you'll agree with me. I agree. Excellent. Um, and you dole yourselves out some food and you begin to eat. And the food is delicious. There is mashed stuff, fried stuff, boiled stuff, fritters. So, um, Spratt has informed me that you are from Tower Hill, that you are investigating this disruption of the Sympathy Network. Do I have that correct? Correct. And uh, I believe you are probably interested in Selway. Yes. Well, I'm not sure exactly how helpful I'm going to be for you, but I will do my best. Um, where to begin, where to begin. Uh, of course, you know that Selway was Eulicon's apprentice, and that when he founded the village of Tower Hill, Selway was to travel the forest on his behalf, uh, committing his great deeds and uh, whatnot. And of course, you know that when Eulicon passed into the next world, Selway uh, decided to wander in her grief into the forest, never to return. Uh, that is the story that most people understand. What not everyone knows is the story of how Selway brought the Drake fruit to Willow Run um, before she disappeared. This would have been, oh, more than a hundred years ago. Willow Run was a small community then, but thriving and, and growing. The Sympathy Network stretches far throughout the thicket, but um, the further you go away from Tower Hill, the less potent the magic is, the faster the Sympathy Candles run out, 
and Willow Run being small and not offering much for trade um, was overlooked many times by merchants that would simply pass through Hartshire and then Thorley to the rest of the thicket. Selway, our protector in her infinite wisdom, appeared one day with a bag of seeds of a strange deep blue, which I'm sure you'll find quite familiar. She said to so-and-so, whoever was the mayor at the time, that planting these seeds in every yard in Willow Run would lead the town to prosperity. And when asked where she procured them, she said she stole them from a dragon, which is how, of course, we got the name of Drake Fruit. Um, and indeed, it was as she said, when we planted these uh, vegetables, they grew large and luminous and enchanting. I'm sure you can tell they have a certain uh, charismatic quality to them. And uh, they've become our signature export ever since. And in some ways, they, uh, you have your candles. We like the light of our Drake fruit. Candles are great, too, of course. But there's something so uh, pleasing about that shade of blue. Is there any relationship between the Drake fruit and Eulicon's candle? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Maybe everyone just likes the color blue. That seems like, that seems too easy. Sorry, I don't know. I think Olivet is a little intimidated by Master Hemlock. He's got like a very charismatic ease about him and he knows Thank a lot you. about, I'm not saying this out loud, <laughs> knows a lot about magic. She's just gonna shut up and eat her food. I hate to detract from the very important matter at hand. Uh, you'll forgive me, but uh, miss, I can't help but notice the beautiful tattoo on your face. Um. Thank you. Where did you come by such a treasure? My grandmother, I don't know, when I was a kid. I've had it since I was a kid. And who was your grandmother, if I could ask? Violet Thistleweed. Violet Thistleweed. He uh, scratches his forehead for a second, and he says, I imagine she had tattoos uh, like this. And he pushes up the sleeves of his robes to reveal that his arms are crawling with similar kind of vine tattoos and different flora sprouting all up and down the lengths of his jacked forearms. I am kind of shocked. I've never met anyone outside of my family who has these tattoos. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a bit of a loss for words. How much did Violet teach you? Nothing, really, nothing. Really? Mm, that's a shame. It's not good to deprive one of one's heritage. Do you have any innate skills? Do I have any innate skills? Her face glows sometimes. Oh, really? And not just when you're embarrassed, I'm sure. Um, yeah, my face is glowing right now with being embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, it's only happened once. Is that is nor normal? You don't even know if it's normal? No. That is unfortunate. Tell me, Miss, um... Juniper? Juniper, yeah. Would you like to know more about what these tattoos mean? Yes. Yes, we would. Well, I was asking her. It's sort of a personal choice. She wants to know, too. Sure. I mean... Well, um, perhaps that can be arranged. In due time. Now, what other questions did you have for me? Do you know anything about Selway that nobody else knows. Boy, if I, oh, wait, here in my pocket, this is the envelope, all of the good juicy secrets. Yes, and it says- You watched Clue recently. It says, for Olivet. Uh, speaking as the tower keeper from Tower Hill, um, with the candle being destroyed, mm -hmm. we do hope to put it back together, recreate it, but Unfortunately, uh, no one has the knowledge of, of how it works. Um, there, there isn't enough ma magical knowledge to, to know. Uh, Yulikon was very secretive, as I'm sure you know, and mm. his manner's very well warded. Um, and it, we were wondering if, if Selway knew, or if, if she would have told anybody, or, or even if someone like yourself would have any knowledge. I see. It does my heart a, a great sadness to disappoint you, but I am not in possession of any secrets of Eulicon's magic, so I never met Selway personally. 
and I don't know where she is, if she is. There are rumors that uh, the last time she was spotted was in a place called Mistfell Grove. That's the area, uh, sort of the Bermuda Earth Triangle of the thicket. Um, that area between Willow Run and Hartshire and the Fernwood Inn, where the forest is at its densest. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of the mist as you've traveled on the road. It is said that Selway now resides, metaphorically, of course, in the heart of the mist. But, uh, in the heart of the mist. That's somewhere that I'm not even confident traveling to. So we think she's still alive? I don't know. It's unlikely at this point. I know she was reclusive, like Ulicon was, so it's possible she is living in hiding, but could you imagine isolating yourself from all human connection for decades upon decades? How is it that no one has any recent sign of her? It's grim, but I'd have to say, if she's anywhere, it's the astral plane. And as far as we know, she's left no legacy, no books. She held no property here. I think we have another set of questions, but it might be a long reach. Let's pour some more wine. Have you heard of a man, a dwarf, named Nod? And then I proceed to describe... Oh, with the fancy mustache. With the fancy mustache. Hmm. Yes, I think I have met such a man. Quite long ago. Well, go on. He dropped by my uh, cottage. I entertain frequently, of course, because I'm very beautiful and charismatic and know a lot of interesting facts about everything. Um, and he asked me about the geography of the thicket, um, particularly Tower Hill. I didn't have much to tell to him. and In fact, he grew quite short with me and uh, departed north, I believe, to the Fernwood. That was three or four weeks ago. Oh, so not that long ago. No. Have you seen this man? Um, we have reason to believe that he um, might be behind what's going on, it, or what happened in um, Tower Hill, him and a friend. I see. In that case, I'm glad that I had little to share with him. And did he share anything with you? Mm, he was very secretive. That's one of the reasons I didn't feel comfortable continuing our conversation for very long. Do you happen to know what direction he came from? I believe he said he had traveled west, so he had passed through Hartshire and taken the south road to come here. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that completely correctly, so that, but... Mm -hmm. So that tracks. So he went from Hartshire to here to the Fernwood to Tower Hill. And you've heard no word of him passing through since? No. I guess he came to you because you're notable in this town, same reason we came to you. He gestures uh, to Mateo. You've been uh, quiet all through the meal. Is there a cat that has your tongue? That's a saying. I invented it. <laughs> no, no, just don't have much to say. Elsie said you held your own quite remarkably in that fight earlier. Yeah, it was no big deal. What's with the sullen look, Mateo? I don't know what you're talking about. Is it because you got kicked out of the mayor's office? No, I mean... That guy was an earth dick. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, they just say dick. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem appropriate. Like a trouser dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah. You should, you should adopt that one. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy was like a trouser dragon. <laughs> he can be uh, stuck in his ways sometimes, our beloved mayor. But he means well, I assure you. Color me assured. Just rub me the wrong way. I would like to kind of rib Juniper and ask her to produce the map. Oh, yeah. I show Hemlock the map we have of Teller Hill. Do these mean anything to you? Um, I also produced the uh, sketch I did of the uh, blood ritual. We also found this. We showed this to Elsie um, earlier, and she had some insight. But if you know anything more. She mentioned it to me, yes. Uh, I agreed with her assessment. Um, I could take a look at these, I could consult my texts. I personally have not traveled to Tower Hill, so I cannot help you in that regard, but if you'd like to leave these here for a day or two, I could um, do some research and see what I could understand of them. Okay. Um, are we gonna be, we're gonna be here for a couple days, I guess. 
I we can. Oh, we can. We can't. I guess we don't have a timeline, do we? <laughs> we'll leave this with you until supper tomorrow. Oh, even. I'm glad you liked my cooking. Uh, no, that's fine, of course. In fact, uh, since we're all finishing up here, you have lodgings for tonight? Uh, we were going to stay at... No, we don't. Oh, um, well, perhaps uh, Elsie could put you up. That would be lovely. I Very. We do. Shut up. We didn't pay for them yet, did we? You paid for them. Um, yeah, okay. you want to you wanna stay with Elsie? Yeah, I, I, I think I would rather stay with Elsie. That's fine. Um, so Jenner's kind of finishing up. He says... Uh, well, um, Miss Juniper. Yes. Uh, if you would like to have a conversation, um, perhaps uh, once everyone leaves, we can take a moment to ourselves. Only this might be uh, a sensitive topic for you, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't like to uh, discuss it publicly. I'm sure you understand. I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Hamlock, before that, could I actually talk to you for a second? Just, I couldn't find the best time, just in private for like two, uh, just a couple moments of your time. Please, uh, my kitchen is my office. That's uh, another thing I made up. Uh, I'll excuse myself from the party then. Okay, he, you follow him into a, a nice clean kitchen. I'm um, so clean. Uh, this is perhaps just a stab in the dark, and I'm sure I'll be disappointed by what I get back, which is not meant to insult you. Please, um, uh, how much do you actually know about Tower Hill? Um... I know that it is the site that Ulicon founded to play a home to the candle. I know that... Okay, I guess I'll just cut to the chase. I'm sorry, I know. I, I, I've been told I need to take some lessons in tech, so please uh, uh, um, f forgive me. Are, are you familiar with uh, Felix the Chandler from uh, Tower Hill? Probably some time ago now. Years, really. Felix, um... He never come through, uh, maybe even heard anything at all. Oh, um, uh, the skinny boy, uh, dark hair, unkempt, big eyes. Does that... Yeah, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah, he describes your brother. What is your okay. brother like? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think he's put together, but, uh... Well, just the hair on I guess he could, sexy. yeah, he was traveling. Yeah. You do look a little bit like him. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, he was, he's... My brother. Okay, well, if you know anything about him, if, if you knew who he was, well, I mean, if it's not, if I'm not intruding, what were your interactions like? Mm, he came by for dinner um, three years ago almost, I should think. And uh, it's amazing I can remember him, but yes. I'm very convenient that way. Well, he, he probably left an impression, I'd imagine. That's him. Indeed. He was... Um, <laughs> had a similar sense of humor, I think, to you as well. He was asking me a lot of the same questions about Selway. Like what? Uh, if she had lived in Willow Run, where she could be found now. He seemed to have some urgent desire to know more about her, but he was not especially forthcoming. Um, he liked to play his cards close to his vest. Yeah, well, we both kind of learned young that that's probably the best thing to do. Um, but here I am now talking to you, right? Do you know where he went afterwards? That I don't. He said my information was as helpful as it could hope to be, and he left Willow Run. So it's kind of the same breadcrumb trail? I'm sorry that I can't be more helpful. I know Selway is a, a promising lead for all of you. And uh, if there's any way of tracing or tracking or understanding her whereabouts or what she's left behind, I wish you all the luck in the world to find it. Well, I appreciate that. And sorry, I, I, I won't take up any more of your time, but when we go back, can you please not mention this to anybody else? I, I, I know that seems rude, and perhaps it's a lot to ask of a stranger. It's just, uh, you can probably tell already just from the general demeanor of the party that they don't really take me seriously, and so it, I, I worry that wouldn't let me go after that if, if, if they knew. I hope you'll permit a scarcity of tact on my part and offer you some unsolicited advice, Mateo. Yeah. Secrets make enemies of the best of friends. Uh, with all due respect, I'm not one to throw caution to the wind. I will take those words to heart, but uh, maybe your experiences and mine differ, and my life experiences have currently taught me otherwise. 
Old people sometimes know lots of stuff, though, because of how on account of we're so old. Yeah, well, all right, I'm still playing 16. Give me some sense. Yeah, and that's what an old person would say, is <laughs> true, you're true, too young true. and you don't know enough about the world yet. Uh, I thank Master Hemlock for, for his words. I think that's the first thing I've really heard and lends some credence to this siren apparently saying my name, allegedly. So you're all packing up to leave, I guess, except for Juniper. Elsie says, uh, Master Hamlaka, uh, we were going to uh, do that practice on the steers tonight. Is that still... Well, um, this is a really exciting opportunity for Juniper. I think if it's all right, Elsie, we can postpone this lesson until tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. Um, good luck. Thank you. And she leads the other three of you back to her cottage. What a stand-up gal. What yes, a she's a... Uh, She's a wonderful student. A real She's a quality top tier mensch. Master Hemlock waits until everyone leaves and he says, You're telling me the truth? You really don't know anything about your tattoo or what it means? Nothing. My um my grandmother really she didn't she didn't really talk about her life before she got to Tower Hill at all. Why not? Um, I don't know. She I know she's from somewhere, I don't know where, and she had to leave. I don't know why. And she came to Tower Hill when she was pretty young, I think, maybe when she was about my age. And she was lived the rest of her life there. He nods at you sadly. I think it's time we rectify this. He leads you out of the dining room, living room area and into a glass hallway that opens up into this magnificent greenhouse. Um, the sun, of course, has long set and the paths are illuminated by small glowing blue drake fruit that line uh, each different section of it. The cultivation is exquisite. Master Hemlock uh, has bred hundreds of different types of flowers, shrubs, succulents, uh, interesting small trees and ferns. The place is overflowing with uh, an incredible, immense abundance of diversity of life. And the like smallest fragments of moonlight that can get through the canopy of the thicket kind of exquisitely pass through the glass roof of this greenhouse and um, it's an enchanting view. You think you can even see a couple of fireflies scurrying around inside and he says um, welcome this is where I do a lot of my uh, my most important work. Um, do you have any experience with I, trying to even fathom where to begin? Uh, you must have so many questions. My grandmother, honestly, she told me, like, the tattoo was had an enchantment on it, but I didn't believe her until recently. I guess my first question is, what what's happening? Is this a kind of magic? Is this, like, a whole yes. practice? Let's begin there. Your family and mine are descended from a group of people that lived to the west of the thicket in a different part of the land where they were known to be some of the most powerful and potent druids. Now they developed a method of um, transcribing their magics. I'm sure you can guess how. Mm -hmm. With the form of tattoos. And they developed familial magics that were passed down from generation to generation. I imagine that um, your parents have a similar tattoo. Yeah, my mom has it too. That is the tattoo of the Thistleweed family, surely. It does contain a potent charm. I don't know the nature of it, of course. I've not met your family before, but um, what does it do for you? I honestly don't really know. Um, all I know is when we came out into the thicket, um, I when I encountered, I guess, those berries, and there was one other thing, the mushrooms? No. There was the antifungus on the key that The antifungus on the key. Yeah, just, I guess, um, like various fruits and fungus, it, Load, but I don't know what that means. It didn't do anything beyond freak everyone around me out. I see. Have you ever attempted to cast any magical spells before, Juniper? Um, I started before everything happened. I was um, the apprentice Chandler, um, but I, I'm to be honest, I don't think I had much of a talent for that. Who was your teacher? Keon. Well, look, I don't want to keep you too late. I'm sure we have much to discuss, but um, what about a little test? Okay. He uh, leads you to an area of the greenhouse that has a bit of like a clearing. All of the pots and beds are sort of pushed against the far wall and there's a little open space. Did this Keon teach you about um, using your force of will to manifest uh, energies into the world? I mean, he used to talk a lot about 
how my it was my attitude that was stopping me from making the sympathy candles. But I don't know if that's the same thing that you're saying. It is in a lot of ways. I think where you might have possessed the attitude for the task, you lacked the aptitude. And when those two do meet, it can create some very happy effects. He reaches into the soil and um, there is a like a big seed bulb resting mm-hmm. in it. And he yanks it out of the earth and he uh, just walks up and hands it to you and says, hold this close. All right, I hold it close. What did you do before when you saw these berries that made your tattoo glow? I was just trying to figure out if I recognized it, if I knew what it was. Do you recognize this? I guess I roll a nature check. You sure do. Natural 20. So that's 22. Suddenly your hands feel warm. Like the seed, the large seed pod that you're holding in your hand has been sitting in the sunshine all day. You close your eyes and in the the blackness in front of your eyelids, you can see the seed pod kind of floating in the air and you can see it cracking at the top and shoots urgently pushing out in like a time-lapse fast motion. You can see vines stretching forward and eventually erupting in these uh, long kind of elegantly tendrilled pink flowers that have little uh, golden stamens curling up at the top. And um, there's music playing in your head, sweet sounding bells and chimes. Um, The light grows white and powerful. Your hands grow very warm and you open your eyes and you're holding it. There are long pink flowers running down the seed pot that you're holding. Some of them splashed onto your arms. They've grown so fast and so thick that they coil on the floor up to Master Hemlock's feet. I'm at a loss for words. I don't really... I bet you didn't know you could do that. You did that. I didn't do that. I didn't do anything, Juniper. That was your innate aptitude for druidic magics. What did I do, exactly? Well, you grew it. Maybe a better way to describe it, to describe what we do is, you listened to what this plant wanted. You allowed it to communicate to you. When you opened yourself to its desire, you were able to channel your power into it and give it exactly what it wanted. Okay. Um, How does this connect to the tattoos? He uh, reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small kind of faded compact mirror. And you can see your tattoo is glowing like fucking full-on neon amazing green light is like shedding off your cheek and your shoulder yeah it makes it glow but i still don't totally understand is the tattoo like the spell i believe that this tattoo was created to grant you an innate knowledge of different types of plants does that seem to align with your experience I guess I know a lot about plants. Plants that you've maybe never encountered before? Do you find yourself recalling information about plants that you've never seen? I guess I did with those berries. You did with the berries? Yeah. You knew what the antifungus was for? And you know that the seed pod you're holding in your hand is a radilla. Didn't know about the pumpkin, though. No, but you didn't check to. I didn't check. Yeah, I guess so. Admittedly, I expected you to be able to identify the plant. This uh, eruption of growth um, promises a pretty significant power if you're willing to explore it further. I know, of course, you weren't expecting this, Juniper, but are you interested in all in developing your abilities? Yeah, of course. Well, I do have one student at present. I'll have to take a look at my uh, lesson plan and see where I can fit you in. How long will you be staying in Willow Run? I committed to helping them find... um to figure out this candle thing, so it depends on how long everyone else is willing to give me here. You should talk to them. You have a rare gift, and it would be unwise to squander it if you didn't have to. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Master Hemlock. We'll call it for tonight. Um, why don't you take the Rodilla? I could never get it to sprout anyway. He uh, pulls off one of the actual blossoms and tucks it into your hair. Elsie Spratt has uh, laid out a couple of bedrolls in her small cottage. She has a, it's a little cozy, but um, you know what? I'm honestly a little tickled that y'all wanted to stay with me tonight. I could use the company. It's been a little while. Of course, Elsie. You grow on me every minute. <laughs> Just like a radilla. So I gotta wonder, what's your next move? I mean, it sounds like Master Hemlock told you what he could, but I don't know if it's exactly what you wanted to hear. I think our next move is either, unfortunately, Hartshire or find the center of this mist. The Mistfell Grove? 
The mist fell grove. Oh, I gotta say, you must be a, a, a confident and competent warrior if, if you're feeling like you're planning on heading right into there. That's a, that's a nasty place. No, ma'am, we just have a job. Oh, well, I can appreciate that. What? And she stops, and she turns, and she looks out the window where something has caught her eye. In the distance, uh, towards the edge of town, there is a really strong golden light that is um, kind of wiggling around um, past the tree line. What in Eulicon's name is that? Uh, you see that glowing light? Holy candle! I'm gonna leave and start walking towards it. Well, where are you going? Where are you going? I need to find out what that is. Well, you just see any old thing in the thicket and you just walk straight in? I mean, that's what you did to me to save my life and I recognize that and I appreciate that very greatly, but, but still, I don't think it's a great policy to develop with any kind of consistency, you're gonna get yourself killed. Elsie, have you ever seen something like that before? No, I just said about four or five times that I haven't. Well, we're looking for something unique, and that's unique. And I'm just gonna leave. I'll follow. You head out to the edge of the thicket. You see, straight up, the shape of a woman with long golden hair kind of floating in the air, a sort of uh, murky, like light, distorted humanoid figure that is peering into the village. And uh, as you approach, she cranes her neck forward to take in each of you with unblinking eyes. And she stops when she sees Mateo. And she extends a hand and makes a beckoning gesture with her fingers. I don't go if that's an option. <laughs> you don't have to go. I don't go. So you don't go, and after a second, the figure lowers its arms. It looks at all of you kind of forlornly, and it vanishes. What was that? Mateo? I don't know. Look at me. It looked at you. It don't look at me, he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a general beckoning to everyone. It was very clearly to Mateo, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff. Don't you recognize her? I've never left Tower Hill. Well, she knows you. I don't know what gave you that impression. Insight check. Okay. Jack. I think you could arguably make an opposed deception check because you recognize as the figure that you at least saw, if not heard, when you and Juniper made your way to the Fernwood. Okay. So if you're trying to conceal that, I think we can make an opposed check here. I mean, you didn't get like a ID driver's license. Yikes! 16. I think she won. Mateo uh, is unconvincing when he says, I don't know anything about that. Okay. If you say so. Okay. What do you want to do? I guess go to bed. It's getting late. But I'm, I wonder if next time we should follow her. By all means, go ahead. No. You head back to Elsie Spratt's cottage. Inside, the room that you're all staying in has a new decoration. There is a large rodilla with trumpeting pink flowers and beautiful long vines trailing over every corner of the room and curled up on one of the bedrolls is Juniper Thistleweed, fast asleep. Thanks for listening to Many Realms, the only locally sourced, farm-to-table, 100% organic, non-GMO podcast made with real Alberta beef. Feel free to spread the word. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We have a website, therealmscast.com, and we'll see you next time on Many Realms.